Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping. All right, guys? Um, Right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things, and I'm finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now. Uh, On YouTube... I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, Fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts. I just want you guys to know. I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um, uh, YouTube and like and subscribe. And also go to Spotify and leave a star review. Uh, Hopefully it's a five-star review. Follow there as well. And hit me up on the DM and I will send you new stickers. And I have wrist bracelets. The ones that old Lance Armstrong used to have. But they are blue with the Michigan Maniac uh, on it. And let's face it, this is the football rant, but we are all Michigan Maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to um, Spotify in the bio, you can hit uh, the voicemail voicemail Mondays is going to be a thing. Please leave your voicemail and I will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails I get. If I don't get any voicemails, it'll continue just to be ask me anything. Either way, I'm hoping that you guys get involved. I want to be more uh, retro. I want to be more active with you guys. Okay. Also, you go to the bio in Spotify And you can support this podcast for a mere $4.99 a month. I think there's three options, $0.99, $4.99, and $9.99. Either one, I really don't care either one you want. You go ahead and support this podcast, and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh, bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the Maniac Society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this. If you can, let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, To me, you always be the silent majority. There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing, and it is fantastic. It is getting to the point... Um, it's getting to the point where we are almost pre-COVID numbers, and that's exciting. And I have only you to thank. So thank you very much, guys. Once again, go to YouTube, go to Spotify, like and subscribe on both, leave a review on both, hit me up on the DMs, and I will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets. You go and support me on the bio in Spotify. Pick any one of the three that is off that is offered, and I will also send you a hat 
once the the new hats come out i want you to pick which one and i will send them out i just want to make you guys happy that's all i want to do so i hope we can just crush it and i hope you love this week's episode hey yes guys this is the reaction episode welcome to the michigan football rant and i am your host adam brewer all right maniacs ah uh, <laughs> okay let's get into this okay um i i don't okay this leads me into my first thing here is i don't know what michigan media just the few things that i have seen lately uh, for the reaction episodes. And let's face it, they're all stealing from, I wouldn't say stealing from me because it's not a unique idea, but I basically was one of the first ones to do it, to come up with an episode the same day of the game. Think about it. In 2016, two, you didn't really get the same day episodes. Now they're all doing it. Uh, by the way, I started doing my stuff 2018, I think, 2017, somewhere around there. Uh don't want to break my elbow, pat myself on the back, but they're all stealing from me. They're all Carlos Messina, and I'm the main man. Messina? Messina? Whatever his name is. The thief. Anyways, uh, why why are they so upset about the running game? Granted, yes, it didn't look great today. I know, but guess what? When you are East Carolina and you're looking at all the film that Michigan had to provide last season— are you really worried about the passing game? I mean, seriously, are you? Outside of what they did against Ohio State and what they kind of get did against Purdue and then TCU, right? Are you really worried about Michigan's passing game? Not really. Not really. And if you're watching, I just... And also, too, I want to make this point. Our running game, not great for the day, but still, who cares? Uh, our offensive line, out of the starting five, I think, what, we had two new starters? The the center, who is basically the quarterback of the offensive line, started off brand new, and then um, Miles Hinton, and I don't think we had another, another uh person that started but so two out of the five it's going to take time to gel especially when you're playing a team that sold out to stop the run they weren't they didn't give two shits about the pass they did everything they could to stop the run and last season and i know they've lost everyone so this really isn't the greatest thing but still their defensive uh, approach is to be good on run defense, right? The coaching staff didn't change. The players did. That still doesn't change the overall philosophy of the defense. And last year, the defense only allowed 118 yards, pa uh, 118 yards rushing. Looks like that was on par for today too. 120 yards. Their their best tackler, a defensive back. Same thing that they did last year. Okay, they they lived up to their philosophy. And now last year, the, these guys who are complaining in Michigan media would be like, well, we're just not airing it out. 
Why? It's just unimaginative. Why are we just running the ball? You know, I just don't like unimaginative play calling. Okay, I'll give you the unimaginative play calling in the third quarter when we should have gone up 37 points to nothing. And the it was just bad play calling in the red zone. I agree with that. A bad play call on that. But overall, up to one point in this game, Michigan, when they were in the red zone, went four touchdowns for four times in the red zone. That's not unimaginative. That's very goddamn successful. I don't care if it was a run or a pass. If you go four touchdowns, four red zone trips, that's exactly what you want to have happen. <laughs> so what are we complaining about? JJ was throwing darts all over the field, all over the field. He could have been blindfolded and would hit Roman Wilson in stride. That part we should be very, very, very excited about. Because that's not what was happening last season. Now, guess what? <laughs> now other teams have to pay attention to that. So guess what? Now the running game will get back on track. Now we have another game, another week of practice, so these offensive linemen can work together more, create a cohesion, we'll be fine in the running game. We just will be fine. Now, a little note to um, Donovan Edwards. If you're going to talk a lot of smack about being the one of the greats that ever come up, you can't be jumping from the two-yard line, basically, trying to do a goal line dive, and then get stu- it gets literally stood up, standing still at, what, the half-yard line? You can't do it. You just can't do it, especially if you compare yourself to Walter Payton, who is one of the best at the goal line dive. Absolutely one of the best. Okay? But still, first game of the season. We're 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 working some stuff out. Whatever. I have I have zero, zero worry about the running game. Because the greatest thing that ever helped this running game is JJ throwing dimes to rut to Roman Mother Effing Wilson. That now is something every other team has got to be plan gotta be game planning for. And when you game plan for a good passing game, what does that ultimately do? That opens up the run game. I just, it's, it's, it, it, I get very annoyed because a lot of Michigan media, it doesn't matter what we do, they always get annoyed with it. They're contrarians no matter what. And it's kind of lame. I mean, it's really lame to be quite honest with you. Let's enjoy what we saw today. Kirk Campbell, I'm still telling you, Campbell is going to be the offensive equivalent of what McDonald was to the defense. I I really enjoyed the passing routes. I loved how open Russell, uh, Russell, Russell, Jesus, Roman Wilson was. I'm a Bronco fan, so I got Russell Wilson on the mind. But uh, um, Roman Wilson living up to that number one right now. I want to see what he does all season long, right? One game does not make a number one guy, right, as we've seen from Andrew Anthony. But what I do love is that that uh, interview that he had after the game where he said Harbaugh went to him in private, you know, I maybe went to his room or whatever and asked him if he wanted to wear the number one. That right there tells you everything you need to know what what Roman Wilson is doing on this team. Because if the main man himself, Harbaugh, goes to you privately – 
and asks you, would you wear the number one? <sighs> that, that speaks volumes to what he's doing on the field, what he's doing in practice, right? I, to me, it does. I don't know about you guys, but to me, it does. I just, phenomenal. I, I loved what I saw today. Um, yeah, sure. It was, it was, it was a typical first game type of thing. Um, East Carolina has probably one of the best, uh, teams that we've played in a while at the first game. I know they lost everybody, but like I said, coaching philosophy means everything. And as you can tell, they didn't have a lack of talent. That team is going to be pretty good this season. In my opinion, listen, they don't have, if you looked at their schedule this year, they don't have a lot of great talent there. I mean, not a lot of great teams are going to be playing. So I think they'll probably do all right. Um, I, I, I was very encouraged with what I saw today. I loved it. I really did. Loveland looking fantastic. Looking fantastic, right? The one thing, though, that does kind of worry me is the second team. Quarterback doesn't look great. You know, come on. Doesn't look great. Running running game doesn't look great either. So I'm I'm worried about that. But once again, it's first game. Gets you know, like, and if I got a bitch about something, and it's the second team, I think we're doing all right as as a team, right? If I if that's our worst problem is, oh no, I don't know. In the fourth quarter, if, in a blowout, if our second team goes in there, we might not score. I, I think we're doing all right as as a fan base. Um, fantastic! I just. I loved how we looked. I really did. Now, defensively, I can't really tell you anybody that I thought really stood out other than Saab. I thought Saab uh, was everywhere, it seemed like. Uh, now, I also heard some Michigan media talk about TJ Guy. Hello, you're welcome. You're, what, two years late to this party? I've been talking TJ Guy for a couple years now, and I really hope he does stand out. Um I, I, there just wasn't anything of amazing note on the defense. It was a great, solid effort. I mean, solid effort. I mean, uh, Kenneth Grant smacked some dudes around today. If you're going to try to run the ball, good luck, because that was actually probably the most outstanding part of what we did today. Uh, the one position group that I thought was really, really good was the linebacking core. Um, Ernest Hausman, wow. Kid's going to be a star. Um, Junior Colson still looks great. Barrett, okay, had some stuff to do, but still solid, fast. Our linebacking core looks fast. All of them look fast. Our defensive line looks big, and God bless you if you think you're going to try and run on us. Um, now, containment with the with the running – with the quarterback – that gets me a little worried, I guess. But like I said, first game, not real worried about that. If it continues, okay, sure. I'll keep an eye on it, right, is what I would say. Um, but also, we don't know. Jesse Mentor's never been a head coach before. This is his first head coaching gig, right? And he's still defensive coordinator. So maybe there were some things that he would normally have caught, but because he has the overall view of the team instead of just the defense, maybe maybe he missed something. Okay, so I'm I'm not I'm not really worried about that kind of stuff. Um overall, but man, we at one point we we're going to go up 37 to nothing. 
we would have covered. We had done everything possible. <laughs> and then the t- dude, you could tell that this coach for ECU is petty AF. Seriously. <laughs> On the third down with, what, four or five seconds left in the game, he calls a timeout just to kick a field goal so that it isn't a shutout. Dude, that is petty AF, and I'm here for it. That dude, that's funny to me. I, I, dude, that is so funny to me. I love it. Because, um, I mean, seriously, is anybody going to care? No one's going to be like, hey, well, we scored those three points at the end of the game. At least we didn't get shut out. Give me a break. Um, it just, it was a good time, man. I, I enjoyed seeing us back out there. I really did. And tell me that JJ Roman, uh, that Roman Wilson connection is not explosive. Come on, man. It was like they, they were in tune. First game of the season in tune, baby. That was, you don't expect that the first game, right? Especially for Michigan, because we're not known to be a great passing team. Woo. Love it. I really do love it. Um, now, moving on from that, uh, <laughs> I've been watching a few of our, our former our former Wolverines. Uh, some of them, actually, to be quite honest, they have all lived up to exactly what they what they would have done with Michigan. So none of them really none of them really stood out, and most of them did exactly what I thought they would do. And if you've been listening to this show for a very long time, you would know how I feel about Cade McNamara and Eric Hall. And that's exactly what I expected, and that's what they did. Cade did Cade things today. I mean, look at his his stat line. I think it was today. Maybe it was the other day. Whatever. But he did 17 for 30, 191, and two touchdowns. You cannot tell me that's not Cade McNamara to his core. He is a 17 for 30 guy for 191 and two touchdowns. That's exactly what Cade is. And if you were to listen, I have said Cade is going to take – Iowa from a 17-point game, uh, points per game, to 24. And what did he do? (laughs) He brought him to 24, baby. That's exactly all Iowa needs because that defense is so damn good. I give it to Phil Parker. That that defense is solid as hell. And (laughs) Eric Hall, I I think we can end the conversation on who's better because I know Eric Hall's brother talked some shit about uh, Loveland last season. And it's silly because Eric all did Eric all things. Because uh, remember, back in the day, he used to call him Eric Forty Hands because he couldn't catch shit. Now he's he turned me around. I'm still very I'm a big Eric all fan. I like him. I think he's a good kid. I really do. But you go three for fifteen, three three receptions for fifteen yards and one touchdown. That is Eric all doing Eric all things. Just that's that's what he is. I'll take Colson. I'll take Colson Loveland every day of the week, and twice on Saturday. I mean, but he's great. I I don't even know if he's that's subpar for uh, Iowa tight end. To be quite honest with you, Iowa does a few things. They do corn right, and they do fairs right, and they do tight ends right. So that's a little below average. And then uh, Andrew Anthony goes to Oklahoma, two catches for sixty six yards. If you were going to tell me you're, he's going to go to a very pro-aggressive passing game with uh, Gabriel, I think, as as the quarterback, and you told me, I would say he'd do two catches for 66 yards. That seems exactly what he should do. So 
former Wolverines doing what they did here. Nothing, not a big deal, not, not a surprise. None of them really showing out. So I, I loved seeing that just because, you know, it, goodbye, I guess, is fine. I wish them luck. I really do wish them luck, especially Cade McNamara. Um, that kid really helped us get back to where we once were. So I will always be a Cade McNamara fan. Now, do I think he's going to be the greatest thing ever? No, but he did exactly what we needed when we needed him to do it, and it was awesome. Um, so moving on, uh, let's talk about some of the Big Ten, what we've seen today, right? So right now, I've been watching, uh, I'm, currently, <laughs> I'm currently watching the Ohio State Buckeyes just look mediocre AF against Indiana. And now we all know Indiana does try to play them tough every year. But, dude, Kyle McCord is not the dude. And then whoever number 33 was <laughs> came in, embarrassed himself, and no one's seen him since. I mean, they're beating Indiana 20-3 to right now. I think Kyle McCord's got 195 yards passing. And this is in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. I was telling everybody that I've been in contact with today, Ohio looks like the poor man's version of 2021 Michigan Wolverines. They're running a lot. Their running backs are nowhere near as good as ours. And only because they don't trust that their quarterback can go out and win the game. And that's exactly how I thought Michigan dealt with uh, Cade McNamara. Great game manager right? Can make some of the passes when you need him to. He's not going to go out there and really dominate a, a game. And this is exactly what Kyle McCord's doing. He's doing, Kyle McCord is doing Cade McNamara things. Just maybe a little bit better because he has, the wide receivers are, I mean, I'll give it to him. The wide receivers are much better than what Michigan's had, right? Uh, so yeah, if Cade McNamara had Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, Becca Buka, and whatever Fleming, whatever Julius Fleming, whatever that kid's name is. And so, yeah, I bet he could do what Cade Stover's doing or, or whatever Cade McCord, Kyle McCord, whatever the stupid guy's name is. Yeah. Not impressed with Ohio right now. <laughs> Making me feel really good with the fact that I think Ohio is going to lose three games this season. Um, I definitely think in like three weeks, Ohio is going to get uh, bitch slapped by Notre Dame. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I think they're going to get bitch slapped against uh, Notre Dame's just going to take it to them. Um, makes me feel really good. I love that. Um, Michigan State, I mean, what can you say about Michigan State? They were ahead at the half. I, I wrote this down because I couldn't believe it. They were at, ahead at the half 10 to 7 against Central Michigan and ended up winning 31 to 7. So, I mean, I guess you're going to have the idiot Michigan State fans that are going to say, oh, oh, we're just as good as Michigan. They won 30 to 3. We won 31 to 7. Oh, Noah Kim threw for 17 for 31 or something for 273 and two touchdowns. That's just like uh, McCarthy. So just listen to your stupid Michigan State fans spout off stupid stats because they're morons and they make just leaps and bounds to try to be like us. That's going to happen because they're dumb. And dumb people do dumb things. So therefore, 
get ready for it. I can't I can't defend it. That's just what they do. Just like I know the sun's going to rise in the morning and it's going to set at night, I know Michigan State fans are going to make stupid statements and they're going to they're going to leap and be, they're going to try and find what they're going to become the Sherlock Holmes of stupid stats to try and equalize them to Michigan and they're dumb. So just get ready for it. It's just going to happen, okay? They're convinced right now they're the second-best team in the Big Ten. I guarantee you, ask them. (laughs) They already think so. They even think Tuck's coming again. Just like Jesus arose from the grave, Tuck is around... (laughs) As a rose, because they put put thirty one on Central Michigan. These idiots. Right now, Ohio State just kicked another field goal. <laughs> another field goal. They were in the red zone, and they kicked another field goal against Indiana. Maybe the worst team in the Big Ten. Fucking East. This is fantastic. This. What a great day. What a great day to be a Michigan Wolverine. I'm telling you, great day. Um. That's so fucking great. They're winning 23-3 to against Indiana. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> that's so great. Uh, I'll be honest. So let's get into some one of the other things. My score predictions and players of the game, right? I was right. Two out of the three on players of the game. J.J. McCarthy, Roman Wilson, killing it. Great tandem so far. Still week one. A lot of football left to be played. Uh I don't know. I just, McGregor, I don't know what's going to go on with this kid. I want him to explode. I do. I just, I have to rewatch the game because I'll be honest, I had to work today, so I didn't get to see most of this game other than on my phone when I was at work and between doing things. Um, but then I got to watch the second half. So I'm very well-versed in what happened in the second half. But the first half, I really want to go through and see what was going on. But I don't know what what to expect with McGregor. I had high hopes for him. Still, week one, not sure what's going to go on. I'm not going to curse this kid to something. Like I just said, it's week one. Who knows what's going on, right? Uh, can't wait to see what's going to happen. Um, so two out of the three on my predictions for game players of the game, I feel pretty, I feel pretty good about. 50 to 10, okay. Um, not the greatest prediction in the world, but still, uh, I feel pretty good about everything so far. I, I don't care. 50 to 10. If now, if JJ McCarthy and the starters stay in the whole fourth quarter, you know, we're looking at a different game. Maybe 40. It could have been 50. If they score that 37 point, if they score that last touchdown, and they stay in the fourth. It could have reached 50. It was reaching. What are you going to do? But still, we look great. Most importantly, we should be very, very happy that Michigan looked good in the passing game because that's one thing we weren't doing all last season, and we kept saying, well, a lot of meat left on the bone. It made me sick to even say that. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very excited about what we saw. A uh, Big Ten and the Big Ten play so far, nobody's really standing out outside of Michigan. I'm, I can't wait to watch that Penn State game. Uh, Wisconsin, I think, finally pulled away from Buffalo. I think they were 14-10 to 10 at halftime against Buffalo. Okay, duh. Ohio, the second-best team in the Big Ten, um, only winning 23-7. to seven. Uh, 
Marvin Harrison has two catches for 18 yards, and Abeka Abuka has got like three catches for 16. Uh, let that run through your brain right now. Oh, wait. I got to. Now, maybe that's a wrong stat because I just caught it on the TV as I was doing this, and I don't want to ruin the recording just to go back and double check that. But maybe that's just even in the quarter. Even if that's just in the quarter of the second half, that's embarrassing. When you have a number one, it could be top 10, top five first round draft pick in Marvin Harrison, and he only has two catches for 18 yards in the game or even in a quarter, that's embarrassing embarrassing Ryan day another I don't know why people don't listen to me more I called out Ryan day as a fraud he is a fraud if he doesn't have a quarterback he stinks he doesn't know what's going to happen they're lucky they're playing Indiana in this first game and if they is a transfer portal still open can he get CJ Stroud to maybe come down and play occasionally I know Justin Fields is having a hard time in the NFL maybe he has a like one or two more years of eligibility maybe he can come back and play because if he's stuck with these two losers for the whole season Ohio is going to lose three games they stink this is embarrassing what I've been watching this is embarrassing 100% embarrassing and I'm here for it I love it um, but outside the Big Ten, oh, Purdue lost to Fresno State. Not a shock. Fresno State's been on the come up for a bit. Last season was very impressive. Uh, oh, uh, Purdue's lost Charlie Jones. Uh, Aiden, Aiden O'Connell, I believe is his name, the quarterback for the Raiders now. Um, so they lost key pieces to that offense, which, I mean, it's just going to happen. So I don't expect a lot out of Purdue this season. Um, so that not shocking. 39-36, not a bad way to lose, I guess. Uh, I'm really curious to see what Penn State does tonight. So that's why I wanted to do this episode a little bit early. I wanted to rewatch the Michigan game and then catch the, the Penn State game. Um, outside of that, I think us as Michigan fans need to be very, very excited. Ohio looks like Dookie. Or average at best. They really do look like the poor man's 2021 Michigan Wolverine team. Their defense is solid, not great, but solid. We had a much better defense. That's why I said poor man's version, right? Bizarro version, if you want, if you want a better term. Um, but their offense, dude, this it's this is not what you expect when you look at an Ohio offense, and it's fantastic. I love it. So. Guys, listen, let's just enjoy this. Let, can we just be happy that our passing game actually looked co- like it looked like it knew what it was doing for once, for once in like forever. It looked like it knew what it was doing. Wide receivers and tight ends were wide effing open. Yes, do, does our offensive line need to get better? Sure, they need to gel, but when you have two new starters and one being the center i know ula or uh 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 fuck oh timmy last season hopped right in and we didn't even skip a beat i get it i understand not always going to happen not always going to happen all right let that's going to get better we've got unlv i'm sure we're going to do better next week okay then we have bowling green and i think bowling green lost to like I don't know, Bob's Barbecue School by 10 points. So we got nothing to worry there. 
And then I think we have Rutgers. Still, nothing to worry there. Okay, by the time we even play Minnesota, which I told you if you watched that game yesterday or two days ago, nothing to worry about there either. So if we're doing, if we're rushing for only 122 against Penn State, against Michigan State, against Ohio, then yeah, we should probably worry, right? And if Corum only has 70 yards in those games, sure, we should worry. But also, hey, if we're beating them 30 to 3, Let's just shut the fuck up and watch them win. I do not care how we win these games. All I care about is the greatness of Michigan football. And today we looked really, really good. Not great. We looked really good. And in in spots where we needed to look good. That's the most important takeaway here. Not the run game struggling. Because that was the only thing East Carolina could pay attention to and game plan for, but the passing game, and J.J. looked great. Tell me he didn't. That's important. That's the most important takeaway from this. And our defense looked solid overall. Our linebackers looked amazing. And even without Will Smith and our two starting safeties, we didn't allow that passing game for ECU to even take off. Pretty great. We should be happy as a fan base right now. Let's stop being spoiled. Let's stop nitpicking. And let's just fucking enjoy the fact that we won a goddamn game and it was the first game in what's going to be a great fucking season, okay? Stop complaining and let's do this. So, and I'm not talking about you guys, obviously, because you're here and you guys are smart because you listen to the Michigan football rant. Uh, Listen, guys, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And it is (laughs) always and forever, guys. Go blue.